This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey, traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step Trader. This is Limit Up. That's where we talk with traders, market participants, trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. Now, today we're going to do a rewind episode. Uh, back to an early episode that many of our new listeners may have not heard. Uh, we're talking uh, with Tracy Shuchuk, a full-time oil trader known on Twitter as Shy Girl. Tracy is incredible because not only does she trade for a living, but she also spends much of her time online educating others about the market. Even if you heard this episode when it first aired, it's packed with insight. So I'm going to suggest that uh, you give it another listen. So enjoy it a second time around. And if you haven't heard it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. We've got Tracy. Tracy, a oil trader here, and uh, very nice to have Tracy with us. She's going to tell us uh, how she got into trading. She's going to talk about uh, why she got into trading and what she trades. So let's bring Tracy on here right now, and a good day to you, Tracy. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, very good myself. Thank you very much. Um, now, Tracy, uh, if, if you can, oil trader. Now, oil trading that is like the fashionable market everybody wants to know what's going on with oil crude uh energies big markets big movements now if i can ask you uh how did you find interest let's start out with just trading uh interest passion how did that start well, well actually i um i was living in california and i was selling medical devices um medical grade plastics in fact very exciting. Um, and I was traveling a lot for it. And, uh, you know, I was living on the, in Newport beach and everything was great except for I absolutely hated my job. I hated it. I hated waking up every day. I hated the travel. I hated everything involved in it. Um, so I decided to make a life change and I quit my job and I moved to Chicago to get into the business Literally, I had never been to Chicago in my life. I had no friends there, no job. Just picked up and and moved there and started knocking on doors. Wow! So, uh, uh, my goodness, <laughs> I, I tell you that, folks, I, I, listen to what she's saying. She just said that you know what? I don't like what I'm doing. I'm going to go out and do something that I like. You know what? Props to you, Tracy, um, and, and doing it the way you did it. Yeah, I tell you, you ask just your average person, they'd be like, no, my goodness, no, I can't do that. But but keep going here. Keep going. This sounds really good. Yeah. So um, what I did is I, I, when I got here, I literally just started knocking on doors. And, you know, I knew that this was, you know, something that, you know, trading interested me. Um, my, my dad had been a trader. Um, so I literally just started knocking on doors every at at CBOT and, you know, put my application anywhere. I didn't really care. You know, I would have been, you know, I would have started, you know, answering phones somewhere if I had to. Um, and I finally landed a job at, uh, at a brokerage, um, like a total boiler room brokerage. <laughs> I've heard of um, those before. I tell you know, I had to like beg for a job where literally any like guy off the street could get a job, but I was a girl. I was the only girl that, that worked there, in fact, ever. Um, 
And really, that's how I started. Um, you know, one of those types where you're literally making 400 calls a day and trying to ask people uh, for money to trade options and futures. So you, you, you came from one job to another and... Uh, night and day. Night think, and yes. day, yes. From one end <laughs> of the spectrum to the other. Um, now, t tell it, give us a little depth on, on what happened. What happened after that? Where did you go from there? So basically, so I worked there for a while, um, and then I um, ended up doing really well, despite everything. Um, and then I moved to another brokerage, like a, a real brokerage. Um, and then kind of from there, I knew I, I wanted to work on the floor. I was in uh, the CBOT building. And uh, so I just started hanging out really at series <laughs> and oh, talking to wait a minute. yes <laughs> yes yes series yes, yes. And... <laughs> i think you can meet a lot of people there and all the all the floor traders used to go there after work right so um you know i would go there i started talking to traders you know and um by then i had a pretty good reputation as a broker so um eventually i ended up getting uh, hired to work on the floor uh, running a trade desk for um, somebody on the floor. Awesome. Now, now, real quick here, CBOT, Chicago Board of Trade Series. Uh, that's the, we'll, we'll call it the restaurant down below. Yeah, uh, the and restaurant. I, I, I think they had a bar. Maybe might have had a bar. But, uh, I think they may have. They may have. But uh, Big Fish Fry, Taco Tuesday, check it out. Um, so anyway, um, so so what happened after that? You, you, you got in, you start, you're rubbing shoulders with some of the traders down there. And, you know, and honestly, that's probably, that's the smartest thing to do is to immerse yourself with the others and, and and talk and communicate and yeah it's really all about networking well especially back then especially on the floor and everything so you know it was really about just meeting people and i was fortunate enough to be in the same building as they all were so well, that, um, that worked now after that uh, you establish yourself you, you put your foot in the right. door you step through you got in um what did you start trading there? What was what was the so, opportunities for you? Well, we were actually we were across from the grain pit, so okay. um, basically um, we traded grains, and uh, we also had a desk over in the bond room, so we traded uh, bonds as well, treasuries. We were actually a floor broker, so we executed trades for hedge funds and banks and whatnot. Um, so it, 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 we ended up getting in our portfolio some energy, uh, some energy funds. Uh, and so that's kind of where I, I got a little more exposed to energy trading. Um, but we were doing OTC trades through right. Clearport. Okay. Um, but kind of that experience, I, I, you know, I used I, I was down there for a while, and then as you know, the floor kind of started to die out. I was down there at the very tail end, unfortunately, for a couple years. Um, and as the floor kind of started to die, you know, our businesses, the business was kind of going down because of electronic trading and whatnot. Um, so I decided that really I, you know, had gained enough experience um, and I really just wanted to trade instead of basically, you know, having having clients. Now, now so, what were some of your markets that you, you, you were attracted to? So, well, I, always energy. Energy, actually, I, I I fell in love with the crude oil market when I was at, actually, my uh, first brokerage. Um, 
because it, I know this sounds funny, but it was my first winning trade. So, um, and kind of from then on, it was just always uh, interested me. And, and it, as well, you know, I had, uh, I was a poli-sci major, an IR major in college um, with an emphasis on Middle East studies, uh, Middle Eastern politics. So, you know, it all kind of fit together. I kind of just found the market that I love kind of, you know, by accident with that that first trade it just brought everything together that i like so so you were there when uh, when when crude oil was in the sky when it was just so high oh um, yeah okay oh yeah 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 now so, uh, I, I was going to say with this oil market uh you, you stuck with it usually that I, I can understand that first trade uh, you're like oh goodness i've got a friend i've got a right. friend um, right. I mean, I've traded everything, you know, I mean, literally, I've traded everything from, you know, oats to, um, you know, indices to, you know, I've traded everything, but really, it, I always came back to the crude oil market. See, now, that's a, a lot of traders out there. Um, sometimes they're drawn uh, either a recommendation or maybe a friend trades it or uh, read something in the newspaper and they they try to trade something and it it's just not lining up it's not matching with their uh with their character with their personality and like you said you traded a lot of stuff and then all of a sudden oil and uh, it seemed like you know what hey i'm i, I can fine-tune this um i can trade it i understand it and exactly. i can follow it so that, that's good that's good and you stayed with it which was a great decision now, let me ask you about, um, do, you, do you trade short or medium term? So, um, actually, I trade both. I, so, I, okay. um, you know, I have, I have an account where I swing trade, and then I have an account where I day trade. Okay. Technicals versus so, fundamentals. Can you give us a little detail on that? Well, I, I mean, basically, for intraday trading, I, I, I don't think, you know, the system that I have set up, I don't, I wouldn't need to know the market to be able to, like the fundamentals of the market to intraday trade. It's purely technicals. Okay. Um, something, something more like a swing trade, then sort of the fundamentals will come more into play when I'm, you know, looking at a, a longer term kind of, kind of trade. I want to know the fundamentals of the market. Now, so it's kind of a cross between between both. I mean, I could probably yeah. use the system that I currently have on any product and, you know, it would work to some degree because it's just all based on technicals. Right. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk about the soil market. And I, I mentioned, you know, when you started trading, uh, oil crude was, was really expensive. Over a hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. So you were there. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of the times here, uh, we'd see big breaks. Market would just uh, recover a little bit. Another big break. Market recover a little bit. So then all of a sudden, you're, you're you're putting a big picture down, saying, "Hey, this stuff is just losing value." Now, at one point, um, when I was following crude, also it 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 sort of the volume sort of faded on it. Um, I know a lot of crude traders were getting bored with trading crude. Um, my question to them is, well, what's the next market that uh, you you like? And uh, so a lot of the traders, crude traders, that were getting a little bored with trading crude, they went to the uh, the NASDAQ. They started trading NASDAQ. Do you remember what you did when, as that market was falling, uh, volume sort of uh, uh, fell off? And uh, did you just stay with crude? 
I just stayed with Crude. I was I stayed with Crude the whole time. I mean, you know, I, if, that was you know when it, we had that big fall, like 2014, was a great year. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I I'm a short trader. Like I would rather trade anything short than long. And it's just personal preference. I find if you talk to traders, some traders like to trade short and some traders like to trade long. So, um, you know, I I love shorting the crude market, you know, whenever I could. We had 2008. We had 2014. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, so that, I mean, you were, I mean, if that was the mentality, uh, let me guess, you own seven condos in a private island. Right? <laughs> Because I was, I know I got long a few times. I'm like, it's got to come back. It's got, but anyway, um, actually, well, now we you know we've seen this huge 35% run up since mid June. Now, right. um, uh, crude traders looking their chops. Uh, can someone take advantage of a trend if they're trading intraday or shorter time frames? Well, I mean, absolutely. You can, I mean, the market's moving up and down. So, I mean, intraday, you can short, trade long and short all day long. Um, you know, I, and if you want to trade sort of bigger trades, just draw some trend lines, <laughs> really, um, because crude really, you know, adheres to most to trend lines very well so you know get a four hour chart start drawing some trend lines and trade off the trend lines and you know if you think the market's going up then you know wait for your pullbacks and trade into the trend right you know just just following crude crude is is, is i'm going to say my number one my favorite to trade and it almost seems like crude likes to uh, use a, st a staircase uh, between handles it, it, and it, it tests each handle uh, you know oh, yeah. once we go past the 55s are we going to commit to the 55s and then you'll see right. you know buyers coming back no we're back under the 55 handle trading the 54s let's give it another try coming back again all of a sudden it it, it gets a grip all right and then right. we've got some buyers coming in and i mean it it works that way almost with every handle um you know we're, we're trading 57s can we commit to the 57s yes we can right. buyers back in the market so i mean that's what i'm seeing in crude and oh absolutely uh, yeah and that's that's what i like about it too um exactly what you said is uh you, you know look at the chart look at the big picture see what it's done before and uh, you might be uh, you might be repeating history uh, with crude, so it's a good thing that you pointed out. Now, um, let's see here. That uh, uh, next question, Tracy. How, Tracy, how much of the particular market do you have uh, to dig into if you're a trader on the shorter time frame? Now, do you just have to understand what the market consensus is, or do you really have to dig down and do your homework and formulate an opinion? on what you think will happen well i mean i think i mean i think it's always good to know what market sentiment is and you know twitter's probably a really good thing for that as as well um also you can kind of tell by the chart chart wise but i mean obviously any trader even if you're short term you're gonna have to do your homework i mean i after the market closes every day you know i still go back i chart everything you know where was support and resistance where is it where is it going to be tomorrow where you know what levels do I think it's going to hit tomorrow uh, to the upside and to the downside? I mean, you know, the market could change on a dime any time, which is another, you know, I tell people to watch order flow and things like that because I can see when, you know, 
I can see from the order flow where, where things are going to change or, you know, where the big orders are, um, kind of what's going on with actual market participants. Um, so, you know, I always think that that's a good tool for sh shorter time frame traders. Okay. Now, intraday time frame traders. You mentioned homework, all right. Um, I think a lot of traders out there do not realize how important it is to, you know, when you say homework, it's like, gosh, you know, we got out of school, we're like, yay, no more homework, you know, but the thing no, is. No, it's a lot of work. It, it I mean, is a lot a, of work. People don't really, I mean, to, if you want to be successful, you know, and I don't mean like own mansions, I mean, you know, make a living, make a nice living, um, you know, then it's a lot of work. I mean, you know. The thing is, you have uh, to go over everything every day and uh, right. have a plan and um, have a, have a plan in case that plan doesn't work and then another plan on top of that plan. Because <laughs> you right. never know, no, news could drop in the market, could flip on a dime. Look at ES today. Um, you know, and we dropped what? We dropped 50, 50 points today on. It you took know, a hit. So you yeah. never know, right? Right. <laughs> so, so I mean, it, it's a very good, uh, good term of advice. Is is is, is don't half-ass it. Don't shortcut it because all you're right. doing is you're hurting yourself. And uh, you know, it, it's always better to uh, to make sure that uh, you're doing more than less because the thing is, like you said, you know, it, the market sh turns on you. And uh, do you got Plan B? All right. Do you got plan C, you know, it, as far as your plan A, that's the big plan. That's what we're going to go for today. Um, that's what I'm going to focus on. Always have that backup plan. Well said. Um, now, how about some advice? Now, th that's a great piece of advice uh, for <laughs> for traders. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you for more, um, uh, whether they trade oil or not. Um, what do you got advice for traders? How about like a prep? What's what's a good prep? Um, pre-market prep that you go through uh, that maybe you could share with uh, with our traders? Yeah, I mean, pre-market prep, basically, you know, what I like to do is the top-down approach. So, you know, I start with, you know, a weekly chart, then a daily chart, and then all the way down to I trade off a tick chart, like a 500 tick chart intraday. So, you know, I start, though, with the longer time periods because, I, you know, you need to get an idea of where this market's been, where it's going, where you think from a, like a bigger time frame. I think a lot of, um, especially new traders, they just get on and they're trading on their five minute or you know three minute or 15 minute or whatever chart they're trading off of. Um, and they kind of, if you just jump into it that way, you don't really see the big picture of, of the market. So I like to have you know a, a big picture of what this market structure looks like and then bring it down to, you know, my my intraday chart, down to the smallest time frame. All right, all right. I need a trading buddy. Would you be my trading buddy, please? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what? Because I I do the same thing. I'll come in here and and what what I call it is my Google Earth. You know where you where if you log into Google Earth, you see the planet, and then you can the big picture. There's the planet, and then as you get into it you know you start uh, you start moving towards it more more and then you start tightening things up like uh, you know I'll do the week and I'll see what happened uh, check out the, the month what did it do last the last 30 trading days uh, and, and then you sort of zoom in and and you get a bigger picture and you get an idea and you're you know uh, 
a lot of traders have the, the horse blinders on, where they're not really seeing that big picture. They want to just be in the trade as it happens, what's going on right then and there. But it, this way, what we're doing is, when we do see that big picture, is we're looking down the road. All right, we're preparing ourselves. We're uh, instead of making decisions uh, with a snap of the finger, you've got your decisions basically already made. So if the market moves this way, I, I know what's going to happen. All right, this is my action. I don't got to think about it. If the market right. moves that way, it's I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. I looked down the road. I saw what needed to be done. If it happens, and I'm prepared to do it, and and that's the smart way to trade, especially electronic, you need to do that. So, um, how about some other advice? Now we got the pre-market prep, big picture. How about when you're in the heat of the moment? Oh well, I mean, when what do you mean? How you know? When you're when you're in a trade stuff <laughs> when, you, when you're in a trade when the market's moving when uh, well, you... well when you're in the trade i mean you know the ideas i know like I, I remember being a new trader and like every tick i was you know like having a like you know my heart was beating you know i get into a trade and be like oh my god i mean you know every you know every trade you know i remember when i was uh when i was first starting every trade was you know, kind of like I get a trade and I was, you know, my heart was, is it going to move in the right direction? Is it going to whatever? Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, and I would move, you know, either, you know, move my stock too fast or, you know, so what I usually tell people is if you're going to make a trade, commit to the trade, leave your stop, whatever it is, there's your trade, commit to, to what you're doing because the market likes to come back and, you know, kind of fool you out of the trade. Right. Um, so, you know, my, I guess another piece of advice would be, look, make a trade with a smart stop. You know, don't put ridiculous stops on things. I don't think, you know, you, you know, I, I trade with pretty tight stops intraday-wise. I don't think there's any reason not to because you're, you know, you're, your entry's wrong or you're just wrong if you have to take a huge, you know, if your stop is, you know, 50 cents wide or something like that on the cruise trade. Let me ridiculous. ask you something, Tracy. You said if you're wrong, you're wrong. How long did it take you to realize to to uh, to cut your losses quicker than than usual? I, I know that when I started as trading, as like I blew out of my first account. <laughs> all right, and then you said, "Hey, I got I got to do something." Yeah, I got to go. You know, I got to go. You know, I mean, right. you know, I, I know, actually, I don't know anybody that hasn't, you know blown out of any good trader that hasn't blown out of an account at least once you know it was a right. small account i was the you know first starting but you know you kind of get very disciplined once um once you do that now, now <laughs> when you blew out of that account what was your initial emotion what was your initial thought was it all right um i learned it cost me i pay for learning i'll accept it or was it exactly. or should i go back and sell plastics so no, I was okay. determined to make this work. It was there Good. was never a doubt in my day, you know my and that's why you know my initial my first account, you know I you know I, I didn't open it with you know all the money I had. Right. I opened up a small account, smart, um, you smart, know, and so smart. you know I you know tried to you know trade conservatively whatnot, but you know I used that kind of as you know my lesson mm -hmm. account. And I learned a lot from it because trading live is obviously very different than trying to sim trade. Oh yeah. Um, as far as you know how you actually act in your emotions. So you know I did it smart. I opened up a very small account. 
I learned some lessons um, and then um, second time around did a lot better. <laughs> that's good. And that's why you are where you are. And uh, um, I, I tell you, it, it was, it, uh, it's a very tough uh, adventure. It's a very hard journey. But, you know, as you're telling us your story, uh, you know, it seems like um, when something didn't go your way, uh, you knew how to correct it, fix it, move it, it move in the right direction. Um, right. You know, uh, and a lot of traders seem to mull or spin their wheels or uh, are very bullheaded uh, when trading. And the thing is, you've got to be very humble. Uh, you got to let the market tell you what it wants to do because, gosh, you know, if you can tell the market uh, what to do, uh, I'd be working for you. Yes, I would. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about some other things. I appreciate you sharing some advice, and uh, um, I, I actually I've taken some advice from you too. Now talking about your trades, um, let me ask you, what was your scariest trade you ever made? Every day. <laughs> every day. Really, no. Every every day is the scariest trade I ever make. I mean, you know, every day is you know, you're it's risk out there, so. You know, I, I, they're all, you know, whether they're large trades or small trades, they're, you know, all equally is. <laughs> I, I, I understand. It's as soon as you put that position on. So, so. Right. It, as soon so as, you're like, here, <laughs> here I am. You're like, here I am. I'm in the market. Now, now, right, you know. Right. So when Tracy puts on that thousand lot, boy, it's scary. Um, no, it, it is. It is. Now let me ask you. Let's let's go uh, the other route. Uh, how about tell me about your favorite trade um, at the moment? What was your favorite trade? What is my favorite trade at the moment? Um, I my favorite trade at the moment actually is not crude related. My favorite trade at the moment is short metals. <laughs> All right. What what metals? Um, what metals were you? So I'm in gold and platinum. So I actually yeah. prefer. I mean, gold can get kind of scary. I actually prefer the the platinum market a little better because gold is such an emotional trade. You know, one thing can happen, like you saw today. One thing can happen, and the market shoots up. You know. Right. Um, but um, so I I mean, right now I like short metals. Okay. It's really that, and then um, crude, you know, crude. I'm not really in a swing trade right now at this point, <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, we're we're definitely not done topside. If you look at at the weekly chart, um, but we have some business we haven't finished below as well. So, okay, all right. All right. Now, now, Tracy, I, I want to invite you here to the broadcast booth here at Top Step Trader because I have a time machine, okay? I've got a time <laughs> machine, and right. I, I want to invite you over here, and I want to take you back into time. And uh, if you do go with me, um, what's one thing that you would tell yourself uh, as you started out? What would that be? Oh, God, I don't know. Um. I don't know. That's too hard of a question. <laughs> in what respect? How do you mean? Well, like, you, you know, if you went back into time and uh, <laughs> when you were either growing up or starting the trade and, and that, that one thing that uh, would give you the right direction. Um, well, you know, I, I, 
I mean, for me, I wish I would have started uh, this career profession um, a lot earlier. I would have saved myself a lot of time. So, um, you know, if I could go back and change something in time, I probably would have, you know, probably would have, you know, gone to school in Chicago or, you know, tried to, to get into the business a lot earlier. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, next question, fun question. Uh, Tracy, what's your favorite toy? What's my favorite toy? Well, Car, I, house, watch, If, if anyone follows me on Twitter, they know that I'm a car fanatic. And no, I don't own all of the cars I post, not even not even close. Um, <laughs> as much as I like them, but you know, they are kind of a depreciating asset <laughs> since you drive them off a lot. So, um, you know, uh, so cars are my thing. That's my thing. <laughs> now, let me ask you, what what is your dream car? What car, out of all the cars that are out there, which are a lot, what car would you want? Actually, I would like a, a Jag E-Type. So I'm more of a classic car kind of girl. Oh, a Jaguar. <laughs> okay. All right. Jaguar. It's cool. Classic car. Classic car. Classic cars. You classic cars. Classic, classic, classic women for classic cars. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, now, I think that uh, uh, you are on your way uh, to reaching that goal. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, uh, I'll give you five years. And, we'll, we'll, okay. and you you call me back and say hey I'm picking you up uh, we're not going I'm in your <laughs> we're not going in your time yeah. machine we're going in my Jaguar <laughs> and uh, you pick me up but uh, no Tracy really appreciate you coming on here straight yeah, up absolutely. eye to Thank eye you. and it, from a trader uh, trader's perspective to another trader uh, I'm really happy that you came on to help out other traders and uh, you know this. Uh, this electronic business is, I mean, it, it's vast, it's big, and yeah. there's room for a lot of people to succeed. And I wish you the very best and uh, all, the, all the success possible. Now, real quick here, uh, people that are listening are like, I want to I wanna know more about this, Tracy. I want to, where can people <laughs> find you online? Do you got something online yeah. that we can sort of, uh, you know, follow through and, and maybe see what you're doing? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm very active on Twitter. Um, my handle is at shygirl, it's C-H-I-G-R-L. Um, I post a lot of, um, I, I do post a, a lot of charts, uh, a lot of information on the crude market. You know, if you're interested in the fundamentals, um, absolutely, I post a ton of that. Um, but I also do post, you know, uh, charts and whatnot on there, and then occasionally some humor thrown in. <laughs> humor thrown in that's it's that's how i cook let's throw some of this in there and see if see if the kids like it don't tell them what it is but awesome all right well tracy thanks again once again here um uh from all of us here at top step trader and uh, all our traders out there uh all the best to you and uh if it's okay maybe a little later down the road we'll get you back on again and check in yeah absolutely i'd love that all right tracy have a great uh great weekend and once again thanks a lot Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Um, Aaron, I think there is just so much that traders can learn from Tracy's process. What, what, do you, what did you get out of it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, she has a process. That's so huge. 
I talk to traders all the time. Maybe they don't know where to start. They don't know what goes into it. But one thing that I really noticed that she said was after the market close, closes, her work is not done. Right. Um, so she says she looks back on, on the day and the charts and everything. Um, sh she's obviously trading full-time, so that differs from what a lot of our part-time traders might do. Um, a lot of our traders do this while working or um, maybe like during their commute or something like that. So it's not necessarily a full day for everyone. Um, but, you know, Tracy was really confident about the critical part is realizing that she has to put in the work in order to make it work, reviewing what she's doing. Um, and so the cool thing to me was that, you know, a lot of our traders are still competing with people like Tracy. Um, and she's working really, really hard to win. Yeah, one thing that is a for sure here in uh, at least succeeding is you need to do the work. You need to do your homework. Uh, you can't shortcut it. Uh, you can't half-ass it. And I think I mentioned that to her. Um, that uh, this is, you know, how we think of it, too. And she's doing her work, all right? She is full-time, understandable. We do have a lot of traders uh, that do have jobs outside or, or they're taking care of the kids or, you know, they, they've got other commitments where there is only a small trading window that they can take advantage of. But just to learn and just to see that, you know, she is doing the work, uh, and we can break it down as, as traders with other obligations, so cool. Uh, what else? What else did you to get out of this? I guess like kind of related, but I just thought she was so specific in this. Um, but she mentioned that you need to have a plan, another plan, another one, and then another one. Um, and a lot of traders that I've spoken to in my five years at Top Step Trader, which a lot of those years I was on the phone speaking with our traders day in day out, um, and they can get into this singular mindset where they're trying to force the market to do something. Um, they just see something so strongly that they know it has to happen, and therefore they don't prepare for if and when it doesn't happen. And so I thought that was really smart of Tracy and just being, right. you know, really well right. prepared. Oh, yeah. um, it's a lot of stress when you're trying to force the market to do something or when you're letting your emotions or your opinions or your biases override it. Um, but it seems like if you can take Tracy's approach and think like, okay, the market should do this, but if it does something else, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be ready. This is what I'm going to do. Right. You know, th that's what they call the hopium in the market you know you, we're hoping and we're wishing and our fingers are crossed and and you know what the thing is the market is just so big if you can't understand that you're not going to make it as a trader and you have to realize that whatever the market gives us we take it and we say thank you very much we'll be back tomorrow mm -hmm. so that's something also that uh, she did point out and uh, it's something as far as a, a basic rule that we need to follow we need to follow that. So, uh, anything else, Erin? Okay, so Tracy said that she learned a lot after she blew up her first account. And I'll be really honest with you, Eddie, I don't buy $2 scratch-off tickets. So working here and learning all about traders, it's uh -huh. just been so interesting to me because I'm so risk-averse. But she blew out an entire account, and it taught her so much. Um, she mentioned that she doesn't even know a good trader that hasn't blown out an account. I think that just resonates with so many people because they're trying so hard, and it's like, where do you sort of draw the line? Right. Um, and, of course, just because you blow up an account, it doesn't mean the next time you know you're going to be successful it's what you do next and your planning and preparation that decides that for you right you know sometimes blowing out that account or losing a lot of money is going to turn a trader off and they're going to be like you know this isn't for me well right then and there uh, you've got to ask yourself the question is this something that i want to do 
is is there something here that I love to do that I want to see myself succeed that I have the passion for I have the drive uh, I've got the commitment I mean there's a lot of things that you got to ask yourself if you want to progress and be successful as a trader and uh, that was something that she overcame I mean you know gosh like you said, the $2 scratch off, I've got a hard time with that too, or even going into the casino and losing $300 and walking out of there saying, I'm never coming back here again. But, you know, the thing is, sometimes it's we're drawn back to it. But uh, it's a great point that she, uh, that she put on the table for us. And I hope that uh, our, a lot of traders listening do take that as a, uh, as a positive. Anything, uh, anything else, let me ask you, Aaron. There's got to be something more here. Okay, just one more. So I think Tracy's entire right, interview, more. her reason for getting into trading, her just up-and-do-it attitude, I love it. I love listening to the whole thing. Um, I think Tracy's pretty pretty cool. But when you asked about her taking like a wide stop and her position on, on where she sets her stops, um, she was just so confident. I think you, know, you heard this too. She was so confident. She's like, okay, well, if you have to do that, you're either wrong or your entry's wrong, period. And I just really loved her confidence the whole way through. But I thought that line really illustrated it best. Oh, yeah. You know, one thing, let me just say that uh, I had fantastic time um, talking to Tracy. And I, I think we both had some fun, and hopefully that, um, you know, when you listen to it, you had some fun, too. Did you have some fun listening to that, Aaron? I did, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was fun. You know, I tell you, after we were done, um, I, you know, cut off the recording, and you know what? We talked for another 15 minutes, which I should have kept the recording going. Yeah. But um, great person, great attitude, very positive. And, uh, you know, you know, she's got the rules down. She knows what works. She knows what doesn't. And, you know, as a trader, a lot of us are still in that learning process. There's a lot of us that do realize what needs to be done, what is right, what is wrong. And uh, it was really cool to have her on uh, to do this, uh, to do this interview. So, but anyway, Aaron, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me here today. Uh, great having your perspective here in the Top Step Trader broadcast booth. My pleasure. All right, traders. As always, hey, thanks for spending time with us. If you liked this interview, check out some of our other interviews that we've done on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Uh, that's a lot of good information in there. So um like to say thank you very much, and see you next time. See you, Aaron. Bye, Eddie. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.